I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Nozak Consulting. Nozak Consulting is our digital marketing agency that helps grow businesses by leveraging search. By using best-in-class search engine optimization combined with content marketing, social media marketing, and social media management, we've helped countless businesses expand their reach online and drive stronger revenue. What makes Nozak Consulting different from other marketing agencies out there is our customized approach for each specific business we partner with, which is based on a foundation of in-depth research and market analysis. No cookie cutter marketing campaigns here. If you've been frustrated by the lack of ROI from your current marketing strategy, contact Nozak Consulting today and find out what a digital marketing strategy looks like for your business. NozakConsulting.com. What's up, guys? On this episode of the Digital Marketing Lab podcast, we address how to blog the right way in 2019. We got asked by a local digital marketing class here in Tulsa to speak about this and kind of go over the basic uh, best practices and principles for writing a blog post the right way that's going to help you win for online marketing and search engine optimization. With that being said, let's get into it. William, where do we start on writing our blog post to win online? So I think everything in life starts with research. Um, You don't ever want to start writing without researching what else already exists. What are the topics that are out there? How well are those topics doing? Um, And then so if like you found a topic and you found someone wrote uh, five positive things about it, you might consider writing the negative things about it. So in that research, you're going to find out what exists, what people are searching, what's already winning, and that to me is usually 20 to 25% of the process is looking in Google, going in and typing things in, seeing what exists in those queries. If a blog post doesn't exist in that query, it's likely not a good title. So if I put in a query and I'm not getting articles, I'm getting companies and products, the likelihood of that being a good title is bad. Although Google does like to mix things up and throw new things in older queries just to give some diversity, I would say for a blogger right now, go and do some searches, find queries that are returning good blogs that look like are really successful blogs, and start with picking the title. All right, so we got our title. You mentioned some tools, um, Google Search being one of them. What other tools are out there that we can use during the research phase? If I'm in the research phase, I'm trying to figure out parts of this blog. You know, we don't just want to blurb like we're writing in a dictionary. We don't want to just write like we're writing a college textbook or a car- college APA article. We want to write it properly. And so that, that revolves around H1s, H2s, H3s, H4s. Uh, but today, let's just focus on the H1, the title. You've went and researched the title. And now you're trying to figure out what should the H2s be, the secondary titles. There's a great resource. resource. It's answerthepublic.com. If you go to answerthepublic.com, 
Put in one or two or three words of what you think your title is. You know, your, your title is going to be longer. It's going to be long tail. But in that long tail, you're going to include the one, two, or three word keyword that you're really targeting. You'll put that shorter version in Answer the Public, not the longer one, the, the base, the base keyword. And it's going to return all the, it's going to return the whole scrape of Google. It's going to scrape Google for you. And it's going to put it in this wheel. If you'll hit data and look at it, it's going to give you your H2s. You can use that as an FAQ section. You can use it as H2s. You're going to think about which of these questions that people are, or these queries that, that people are typing into Google best fit what I'm trying to write about. And that's a part of the planning. It's going to help you structure this article, write a bunch of relevant material that people are actually looking for. It's the hardest thing is to write something that people aren't looking for. It's, it's like disruptive. When it comes to trying to win in queries, you want to be as, as disruptive as little as possible. You want to find queries that are successful that you can compete in. And obviously, if you're not an agency, you don't have those tools to see how competitive a keyword is. So don't worry about that necessarily just yet. Find a good keyword that you like to write about. It makes sense to have it on your domain. So if you've got a domain, you want to write a good blog that actually fits on that domain, that makes sense for that domain. You don't want to write about shopping on a, um, on a agency website. That doesn't make any sense. So make sure the blog makes sense to the, to the domain, to what you're trying to do, what you're trying to target. So then when you get answerthepublic.com, when you get those H2s, that's the next step you're going to start working on the content under those subsections. All right, so we got that part down with the next section that we're going to tackle after research. Let's talk about fleshing out that structure before we're writing the copy. When we're fleshing out the structure, you have to remember that UX matters. The user experience matters. The UI matters. Um, and so things that always have to be in a good blog are images. We don't want to have large images. We want to have our images that are as close to the keyword as possible. So if our keyword is uh, Tulsa dogs, then we might try to find some pictures that really we could title that photo as Tulsa dog. Uh, or a type of a Tulsa dog or something like that. I know this is a bad example, but whatever. And so you want to also drop that photo into a program and reduce the size of it. So if you're going to only use it for four or 500 pixels, you want to have that image as close to four or 500 pixels as you can. You don't want to put a 1500 by 1500 pixel in a web page or a blog post where you're only using 600 pixels. And you want that image to have a title a file name and an alt text as close to that keyword on that page. You don't want to cheat or trick it or lie. That's why you want to pick your imagery as well as you can and get that image below 100 KB. So images, titles, text. One of, another really cool thing that blogs do is they try to change the formats. So once we've got our blog, if you could then include some Twitter bleeds, which aren't very difficult, a Quera bleed, or you could go and record it and have a downloadable audio. You could sign up for a podcast and drop in the little text to have your podcast so you've got the audio. Sometimes you want to have a downloadable transcript and then a video. And so if you can get your content in multiple formats, 
you're going to allow this thing to go further than just a text version. Images, you've got an audio, you've got a transcript, you've got a video. And above all, and I know that this is one of your favorite things with blogs, is having a sitemap. So if I've got multiple H2s, 1015, and it's 2,000 words long, or 3,000 words, it's the complete guide, right? We're writing the complete guides. I want to have a little sitemap at the top so that if I see right away what I'm looking for, I can click and go right to that part of the article. Yeah, that's key, guys, for sure. Uh, so going back, just to hit on the structure and the hierarchical structure of, like, say, H1s, and then from down from there, obviously, we're going to be going to our H2s and H3s. Could you cover that? for uh, a quick second here as far as how those are broken out, how you want to divide your content using the heading text as your guide. So if the heading text is our guide, I would even back it up even further and say the slug is the guide. So if my website is called um, digitalmarketing.com and, the, and then slash blog, and that's going to take me to the blogs, and then another slash is actually going to be the blog, blog title, that blog title there is what we call the slug. And so you want that slug, you, if, if your title is um, Why I Love Tulsa Dogs, and the keyword that we're really focusing on is Tulsa Dogs, uh, your slug wouldn't be Why I Love Tulsa Dogs, it would just be Tulsa, do Tulsa hyphen dogs. And so you want the slug, the URL, to be as close to that home run on that keyword as possible. Now that H1, that title of the page, that's where you're gonna you're gonna say I love why I love Tulsa dogs. That's the H1. You want it to be unique, and then inside that, so you'll write some content under that. And you're gonna want to try to use. So what I would do is I would go to Google and type in Tulsa dogs and hit enter, and I would see what words on that first um, SERP what words are bolded. That's gonna give me an idea of all of these things that Google thinks are semantic connections to what the best article is. So I want to look at those words and try to incorporate them in my my content so that I can really nail this article to Tulsa dogs and so I'm gonna also try to incorporate that Tulsa dog somewhere in a really high H2 because the hierarchy is top of page down so things at the top are more are weighted more than things at the bottom it also has to do with crawl budget but also we want to put that um, that keyword up in the H2s when possible and in the H1 and so if we can ha have that in the higher uh, the more important parts of the text, the H1, the H2, maybe an H3, don't, don't be spammy, don't be ridiculous. You're just telling Google crawlers what the most important keyword is on this page. And just to add to that, when it comes to H2s, that's where we're going to circle back to using the answer to the public tool. We're answering some of those questions. Now, sure, some of those questions we could definitely use, some of the lesser-valued questions we could put in an FAQ section at the bottom of our post. But if you see a clear theme on some of the most asked questions about the topic that you're writing about, mm -hmm. you want to make that an H2, and you want to flesh out that answer in the content below that H2, and even have subheadings below that for different areas that answer that question. So H multiple H3s that cover different aspects of the answer of that question about Tulsa dogs. Like what are the most popular breeds of dogs in Tulsa? Then I'm going to have four H3s under that H2 that say uh, the most popular Labrador retriever breeds in Tulsa and then break that down, uh, an example like that. All right, so we've written our content now. 
we've got our structure down. Um, how do we wrap this up? How do we finish off this process? When do we know that we're done writing our blog? Check your work. And so you could have the best article possible. You could have the best, the highest quality content. If the page is loading too slow because the images aren't sized properly, uh, because you've accidentally made some mistakes with your HTML, then you're not going to give yourself a chance in the world to win. And so this is where you'll use tools like tools.pingdom.com and you'll pay, ping the page. Just take a look at the, the how fast it opens because site speed is a ranking factor. Um, and then look at how big this page is. Make sure that it's really small. You, usually you want a page to open up in less than two seconds and you want it to be less than a megabyte and a half. And the, the quicker you can open it, the get it to open in a browser, the better. Also, take a look on the phone. Make sure it looks good on the phone. So, so sometimes you have to double check it. So after you hit publish or save, take a look through a phone, take a look through a tablet, take a look through the different browsers, look through uh, Internet Edge, look through Mozilla, look through Chrome, and see how the UX looks to the user. And that is the next and the final step, is make sure it looks pretty. A good, pretty-looking article can do really well. And that, that's the double-check phase. In two or three months, come back and add to it. Come back and add more. Come back and modify it. That way the crawler sees that there were modifications on that page, and they see, oh, they're upkeeping this page. Oh, this page is evergreen. Oh, okay, it's still relevant. So go back and make it more relevant, add to it, keep working on it. Make articles that can be evergreen. There is a time and a place for articles that do decay. That's true. You know, sometimes there are seasonal SERPs that you want to jump in. But the best bet with a blog is to try to write things that can last the test of time you can add to and really win long term. Because an old page is a good page, especially if it's upkept, looks clean, fast, has the right content, matches up to good queries that people are looking for, has great um, visual pieces to it, maybe even has an audio embedded in a Twitter bleed, and you've got a great looking post for your, for your website. I think we'd be remiss if I didn't add this postscript since this is digital marketing that just because you hit that publish button, your job is not done. <laughs> just because you've released this beautiful thing that you've labored over for countless hours and you hit that publish button does not guarantee you that people are actually going to find this amazing piece of content that you've written. So from there, you have to do the legwork of actually getting the word out. For us, as digital marketers, this does not mean being spammy. This means you now have this piece of content in your arsenal so that when you're interacting with people on social media and they're talking, you see a conversation happening on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook about the best dog breeds in Tulsa. You can say, hey, I actually wrote an article about that that goes over what you're talking about in detail and you put a link there and you share it. That's the best marketing. That's answering the question that people are actually after, not spamming comment sections on website after website with a link to your article. That will get you nowhere. You want to build credibility. You want to be recognized as a good blogger, a good copywriter. Then you've got to do it the right way. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more. It, you, it doesn't end. It's, it's the beginning. And so it's just like when you get your college degree, it's not like the end. It's just the beginning. And so that whole long process of education, it's like you close that chapter, put it on the wall, and it's like, okay, now it's, uh, I'm at the starting line. I thought I was at the Yeah, so you're not at the finish line. Yep. So 
remember when you do write these, your best bet is to hand it off to people that have social influence. Hand it off to pe to dog places that might want to uh, share your article because what's going to happen is we can get it out there and maybe people will like it and share it. And so what happens is we get this spike of hope. Ooh, we got 15 people that looked at it. And then what happens later is after the, the shares end, we have the Valley of Nope. And that's the real reality of this article. And so organic always lags. It always takes time. It always takes Google to find your article, uh, value you, put you in SERPs, see if people like it. And then eventually you can gain traction. And this is how you'll gain tra traction long term is write a, uh, a long article, a high quality article, keep updating it, share it occasionally, find places to share it with, put it in places that are applicable, give it to people that want to link to that material, and then keep sharing it every six months. You've updated it, add to it, share it again in your social media. And don't worry, it is going to be a spike of hope. We don't want the Valley of Nope. We want it to, to gain traction with Google, eventually give us keywords, eventually give us volume or search volume, eventually give us clients. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And as always, if you have questions about this information, about web development, digital marketing, or SEO, hit us up online at dave at nozakconsulting.com or william at nozakconsulting.com. We'd love to address any questions you guys have on the next episode, but for now, I'm Dave. I'm William. And this has been the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. Hey guys, just a few quick things before you go. If you enjoy the Digital Marketing Lab podcast, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast device and share it with a friend. Second, if there's anything that you want to hear discussed on the show, please reach out to us via email, dave at nozakconsulting.com or william at nozakconsulting.com. And last but certainly not least, we are now accepting invitations for speaking engagements. If you need a speaker for your next conference or trade show, please email william at nozakconsulting.com. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>